Welcome back to Standout Medical Careers, the series of conversations with doctors and healthcare industry experts about medical career motivations, choices, challenges, and fulfillment. I'm Anita Fletcher. In today's episode, we meet Kyle Hunt and Neeraj Sharma. Kyle is the CEO and founder of the HCPA, the Healthcare Providers Association, and Neeraj is partner and head of growth advisory services. HCPA's team of consultants provides a comprehensive suite of services to over 12,000 businesses across Australia. Their expertise spans the NDIS, aged care, vaccines, early learning, specialist disability accommodation or SDA, and medicinal cannabis sectors. Having facilitated over $2.6 billion in government funding for their partners, Kyle and the team's vision is broader, with the aim being to extend their impact globally. In this interview, Kyle and Neeraj share how the HCPA came about and how their organisation can assist healthcare providers and the people they serve. Before we hear about their work, I'd like to remind you that if you want notifications of when I release a new episode, sign up for my monthly newsletter. Go to the Standout Medical Careers website, standoutmedicalcareers.com.au. Hello, Kyle and Neeraj, and thanks very much for joining me today. I'm so pleased that uh, we've got the opportunity to share with listeners some information about the services that the Healthcare Providers Association or the HCPA offers to general practice owners and other healthcare entities. And from our initial conversation at Wonka and subsequent meeting in the HCPA's headquarters in Melbourne recently, I know that the HCPA supports organisations in a range of ways, Uh, so very keen to hear about that. Uh, Let's get started. Um, First of all, how did the HCPA come into existence and how has it evolved over the past three years? Yeah, thanks, Anita. I'll answer that. So HCPA started around about six years ago and primarily... The concept of it was to support a lot of healthcare providers to provide really, really good support to people with disabilities. So a little bit about myself, I grew up in foster care. I've come from a large number of foster homes. So I've been all about providing quality support uh, to those who are disadvantaged. And that's what led me to get into healthcare and and to, to support NDIS providers. So over the years, we've progressed from supporting small businesses and getting involved in things like NDIS funding. Um, Now we're we're engaging a lot of GP practice owners or GPs and and diversifying into NDIS, um, medicinal cannabis, things like healthcare accommodation um, to to receive really good return on investments because I understand that GPs are looking to diversify a bit more. Right, thank you. And um, and so how do you work with practice owners who come to you 
um, to help them to navigate the, the government schemes that are available to provide healthcare outside of the clinical environment or even to invest in high yield assets in this space? Yeah, so it really depends on what the GP is looking for. So if they come to us, then they may be looking for, you know, building on their current practice. So we, we may engage with them and look at how can we integrate things like NDIS. So to give you an example, a GP deals with um, people with disabilities, they deal with the elderly, they deal with uh, those through sickness, through health. So we look at their, their current situation and we help integrate a model that works for them. So let's say if a GP works with a lot of people with disabilities, we'll have a look into their practice and we'll integrate NDIS, for an example, where they can generate significant income that doesn't rely on Medicare. Or we could look at a practice and go, hey, look, you could really benefit from integrating medicinal cannabis, for an example. So someone could prescribe medicinal cannabis, we could train them in prescribing medicinal cannabis, and we could help them import their own product as well. So that way they're prescribing, helping their patients, but also importing their own product for their own patients. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll work with them and figure it out. And there's, there's other spaces, as you're saying, so the, the high yield assets. So we could look at doing, for example, disability accommodation, because GPs do make a quite, quite a substantial wage. So we could look at pushing that into, into assets that make money for them. So SDA would be a good example of that. And I'm sure Naraj will, will touch base in depth to that. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's so interesting. There's so many components to what you're doing. And so, you know, is this the sort of thing that can be of value to even small general practices? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have, we're engaging with the GP clinics from one clinic operator all the way to 100 plus uh, GP clinic operator. So we cover the whole range. In fact, we've actually had a couple of very good uh, initiatives with smaller GPs. Um, one comes to mind, he basically has two clinics and he has a parcel of land alongside his clinic. So he said, um, what can I do to actually diversify, as Kyle was saying, and add some additional um, uh, revenue streams and also, you know, invest wisely with that land parcel that I have next to my clinic. So we basically have embarked on a journey with him to talk about NDIS, um, to get him into NDIS services, which he, um, he loves that concept because it actually leverages support staff. So it leverages nurses at the clinic, like registered nurses. It leverages administration people. It leverages allied health practitioners, which he also has. So, and it doesn't really call upon a lot of his personal time because he's busy with the 15-minute consults. And then with the land parcel, um, he, uh, we basically are discussing with him how he can develop that land um, into SDA properties, specialist disability accommodation properties, where he could get upwards of 12% net returns on those properties. So it's, it's just a simple example I wanted to, to use where um, a GP uh, clinic owner with two clinics is actually A, adding more revenue streams to his business, B, investing his capital wisely to get some high, high return um, year returns over the, over the coming years. And the returns are on top of the value increase because if their returns are good, and the land price goes up, the value of the asset also grows over time. Mm. 
Well, there's, there's a lot to it. And thanks for providing such a clear example, Niraj. That's, I'm sure that gives a lot of people a lot of food for thought and, and shows um, one example of, of the many different options that people have now available to them that sits very clearly outside of, of what um, traditionally has been the situation for, for GPs. Um, and sort of on the line, along the lines of what the traditional way has been, um, you know, GP clinics have been traditionally focused on Medicare-related services. So with this huge NDIS scheme with about $33 billion in government funding annually, um, how can GP clinics get involved? And, and how does HCPA assist um, clinics sort of in a bit more detail, please, to expand into the NDIS? What are the first steps that someone would need to take, for example? Yeah, so I guess first we need to understand how NDIS works for GPs. So if, if we look at a, a standard practice, the way that it works is we've got a GP in the practice and they're doing their 15-minute consults and the aim is to push out as many 15-minute consults as possible to claim Medicare, mm -hmm. right? So the support staff in the clinic, their purpose is to support the GP. So the support staff will continually support the GP on their mission to do the 15-minute consults. Whereas the NDIS, there's a higher purpose and it's to utilise the support staff in being revenue generators as well. So GPs are dealing with people with disabilities on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a significant portion of their, of their case workload. So the aim is that they'll do their 15-minute consult and then they can send that patient to the support staff. And the support staff, whether it be administration, whether it be nurses, whether it be allied health professionals or professionals that they hire for an NDIS purpose, they, they will be able to provide services to this person with disabilities and generate, you know, $100, $200 per hour additional for the clinic just for being a support staff that's already there in the clinic. And that's what myself and the Raj and I can do. Yeah. And I think there is a very, uh, there's a higher purpose here as well. Um, obviously, it's, it's income gener in a, a, a incremental revenue streams and income generation. It's also about providing better access to primary health care to people with disabilities living in the community. Mm -hmm. We talk to a lot of the GP clinic owners and they say they, they want to be a community hub. And what we are saying is expand on that hub concept and really provide these primary healthcare services to people with disabilities. You could be the one-stop shop, providing that access, making it easier for disabled people to get the services that they're after. So I think there's a higher purpose here that Kyle and I are very passionate about is to improve access. And, and with, with these GP clinics, so how we support in access in the NDIS, we will look at their operations, see what kind of support staff they have, and then we'll understand. Well, we'll help them understand exactly what services they could provide under NDIS. So, for example, if you've got an allied health professional, you've got a nurse, we explain exactly how that nurse or allied health professional could play a role within the clinic in NDIS. We can also look at what roles we could hire 
for the clinic based on on their catchment. So if we see a significant um, portion of of those living with severe disabilities, we could we could look at okay, well, why don't we hire a specialist support coordinator who could help coordinate uh, these these high need people with disabilities their their support for them. So we'll look at uh, as well as what what services they could provide, and we'll help them access that. So we'll do all the licensing and and help set up that infrastructure for the GP. Right. Okay. What we also do is we train the people. So so you know the, uh, obviously NDS has some some quirks to it, and we ensure that the staff at the clinics um, get the appropriate level of training to be able to onboard uh, people with disabilities as patient as as customers and provide them various services. So there's a training is a is a big part of this. Um, Kyle touched on recruitment. The other part of this is that, as Kyle was saying, most of the GP clinics already get people with disabilities coming in as just standard Medicare patients. So a key part of this is to also, um, uh, you know, do some searches on the existing databases of customers to identify the ones that have disabilities and be able to then exp explain to them the broader service offerings that these registered pro, uh, clinics can have, and then be able to upsell, cross-sell some other services to existing patients as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you've certainly got your work cut out for you, and, uh, and uh, no doubt you've got a lot of people coming to you to inquire about um, engaging your support um, in terms of NDIS. So um, now moving on to another topic that I know is one of your areas of expertise, uh, there is an increasing awareness of medicinal cannabis. However, I'm sure most people still don't really know why and how it's provided. I know there's a handbook on the HCPA website can you please give us a brief overview of these services and how GP clinics can get involved? Yes, yeah, so medicinal cannabis is probably my favourite area uh, that, that we consult in. So with medicinal cannabis, uh, there's a lot that a GP can provide. Not, the obvious one is prescribing medicinal cannabis. And you're right, a lot of people don't understand how it works. They don't understand how to access medicinal cannabis and the, the GP is the starting point for that. So we can work with GPs, help them understand the types of medicinal cannabis, um, what, what kind of problems this product solves and how to provide that to the patients. But I think there is a bigger picture that GPs could provide as well. So rather than focusing on, again, your 15 minutes consults, we could, we could look at the broader picture and help GPs integrate into medicinal cannabis in a, in a far bigger way. So GPs could prescribe medicinal cannabis, whether it be in their practice or online. So we create this online infrastructure where patients inquire, GPs take the appointments, but also could build an import business. They could cultivate, they could dispense the product. So GPs could work with the patients, help them understand, okay, you're, you're dealing with these types of symptoms and medicinal cannabis could help with this or this type of medicinal cannabis, whether it be CBD oil or, or THC, and then could prescribe particular types of products that they're bringing into the country themselves. That could 
ultimately help the patient because at the moment there is there is a big demand in the area and the industry is quite small so gps could help it or help mature the industry in such a way where it actually helps the patient okay great thank you for that kyle um and so both of you thank you very much again for sharing your time and informing us about the assistance that is available for care providers who are looking for options to, do, to diversify their service offerings and to extend their reach to helping more people gain access to new programs. Um, how can listeners hear more about um, you and learn more about what you offer or get in touch? Yeah, so anyone can just call in or email us. Um, we've got a large number of consultants here, so we've got around about 80 consultants that support in various areas. So when you call in or email, you just basically state what you want support in, whether that be NDIS, whether that be medicinal cannabis or disability accommodation or various other services that we provide. And then we'll get you in touch with the correct consultant. Otherwise, you, you can reach out to Naraj himself. Um, so... He's, he's got a direct line that you could you could reach out to. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Any parting comments either of you would like to make before we wrap this episode up? Uh, I'd like to say one thing around work-life balance uh, because talking to a lot of GPs, um, we have heard a consistent theme of burnout, mm. being overworked, um, you know, as Kyle says, being on that 15-minute consult, you know, repeated work, re repetition uh, of doing the same work day in, day out. And they're looking for ways to um, diversify, perhaps get better work-life balance, uh, get some of that time back to their families. And they're looking for ways uh, to create some income streams that doesn't actually directly revolve around their own skill set. And I think that's what, you know, the services we talked about today, that's what is the heart of it. It offers them that, that opportunity to use others, uh, other people like admin people, nurses, allied health practitioners, support coordinators to do the actual work, but they could be the sponsor of that, that business. Mm. Thanks, Niraj. Yeah, that's a really interesting comment. I hear those types of remarks a lot as well with the GPs that I work with. Uh, and, you know, not to mention the, the unpaid hours, the unpaid work that they do. Uh, and like you say, people are reaching a bit of a, some people have reached a, a limit and they are indeed looking for other options. So thanks again for your time today. Very much appreciate it and all the best with your initiatives. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Anita. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Anita. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Standout Medical Careers. If you like the episode or think it will be useful to someone else, please leave a review at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions, let me know on LinkedIn at Standout Medical Careers. And remember, the better you articulate your story, the more you will stand out. Mm -hmm.